0: Fit, and heart on WEEI. WEEI.
1: Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. We don't need no way talk about
2: song to on the rejoin lunchtime hour here with Fitzy and Hart middays here. WEEI during the holiday week. We were just hit with the news that Tua is out on Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy, the bridge, Teddy backup, Teddy, two gloves. He is in for the Miami Dolphins Sunday, one o'clock Gillette Stadium, AFC East showdown on the first day of the new year. Patriots do or die game Miami not as do or die but still pretty much do or die considering that the Dolphins play the Jets week 18 and the Patriots go up to Buffalo it's all not going to be another difficult game you need the Jets to lose this Sunday then the Jets to win week 18 in Miami looks like they could be getting Teddy Bridgewater in that game as well down in South Beach or rather Miami Gardens do you think Andy the news. And by the way, I would like to remind everybody that today, Andy Hart, who is usually part of the Fitzy and Hart show, of course, that's how it rolls since his name is in the masthead. Andy Hart's appearance today and all of his opinions, especially on the New England Patriots, are brought to you by our friends at McFarland Energy, where they provide the most dependable home heating oil delivery and HVAC service, including Lennox heating and cooling systems. Learn more at McFarlane M-A-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-E energy.com And of course, you can always catch Andy Hart's McFarland Energy videos at weei.com, where we often serve as opinionators, columnists, bloggers, and more. So, Andy, Mr. Patriot's opinion, mm. the fact sheet, I trust you more than I would a rap sheet, how much do you think this affects the Patriots' preparations for the Dolphins, and does this increase or decrease their chances of pulling out a very needed win on the first day of the New Year?
0: Well, so the gamblers, like... Who we put a lot of credence in, right? Like the lines and the money, Follow they know the money. something. Yep. The line shifted. What four points? I believe was the shift. So four th- points. Yeah, I believe it was Dolphins by one and a half to Patriots by two and a half wow. uh, with the sh- with this uh, injury news. Even well, the injury news to Tua even before it was, but you kind of presume Bridgewater might be in the mix. I don't think it's that significant, personally. I think mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater is a good NFL backup as I've said, and Patriots fans are annoyed with, whatever, he automatically becomes, if you beat him, at at, may, at worst, the second-best quarterback you've beaten right behind Goff. He's better than Ellinger and Trubisky and Wilson yep. and all the other litany, uh, McCoy, the litany of backup quarterbacks you've faced, right? Like This is mm-hmm. a guy that was one time a franchise QB borderline, and then obviously the knee and everything just went awry for him, but has been a good quarterback for multiple teams, and I also say he's Teddy, like, check down. You're going to tell me he can't just throw the ball to Tyree Hill in space? Like, he doesn't have the accuracy to do what they want to do efficiently, offensively? Like,
2: Oh, my God. That would make him the perfect quarterback for a Matt Patricia offense.
0: <laughs> well, a Matt Patricia offense if they had the, the weapons on the other side of the ball. But, yes. Um, so, I, I don't see this as a dramatic difference. It's certainly better than dinged up Tua, the guy who was throwing it to the wrong team and didn't know what plays were being called. Uh, oh, last so week, sad. tours, tours. <laughs> so Teddy Bridgewater is a backup quarterback, but he's still a similar challenge to me. I, I'm not the biggest Tua fan. So I, I think this is still the weapons are the challenge. The scheme is the challenge with the Dolphins more so than, oh, my God, the quarterback. It's it's not Josh Allen going down. It's not Patrick Mahomes going down. It's not Joe Burrow going down. It's It's a second-tier quarterback who's being replaced by a good backup. But
2: it's it's obvious how well Tua was playing this season that, like we said earlier, like the coach being a coach, peer, mentor, buddy, was working out well for Tua. Yeah. Obviously, surrounding him with speed, elite-level speed at all levels of the offense was benefit. I mean, look at how good his numbers were. In the first half, he was 9-for-12 for 200-and-a-quarter for yards and a touchdown. Second half, after he suffers the concussion, 7-for-13 for less than 100 yards, three picks. So obviously he's he works in the system. Tua is pro caliber, pro, uh, a pro quality quarterback, and was having a terrific. Hell, didn't they mention him as like an early MVP candidate? Absolutely, with the way his
0: numbers were skyrocketing earlier the season. Absolutely, he was mentioned at portions of this season as an MVP candidate uh, with that offense and with McDaniel. But so let's I, I want to look at Bridgewater here. So Bridgewater this season. Is uh, He's played in four games, started one. He's 0-1 as a starter, 62% completion percentage, three touchdowns, three interceptions for a 85.6 passer rating. Hmm. But this is a guy who every year for the last five years, his passer rating four years has been over 90. Um, he has a career passer rating of about 91, career completion percentage of 66%. Career touchdown-to-interception ratio of 74 touchdowns to 46 interceptions. Like, he's a quality player. That's a thr- basically like a 3-2 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's all you could ever ask
2: of and then some out of your backup quarterback and someone who needs, like you just pointed out, someone who needs to come in and basically play the game of, here, you just, I'm going to design the offense where I'll get our elite talent in space, you just get the ball to them.
0: Right, and you have the weapons for a guy to... This is tailor-made for a backup quarterback, tailor-made for a feel-good, where the numbers, you know, you easily can, in this offense, can look like, oh, eight of nine passing for 180 yards, and then you go back to one of those air yards, and you're like, wait a minute, your air yards is like 22, and those guys did the rest. Mm -hmm. They ran the rest of the way. So if I'm the Dolphins, I don't, this isn't the normal drop-off. This isn't like, oh, crap, our season's on the line, and we have to go to our backup quarterback. I think they probably have decent faith in in Teddy Bridgewater. I
2: I would I would agree. And one of the things that I've been sort of pointing out all week or hearkening back to uh, as as an element in play would be the elements on Sunday. The first long term forecast had the day being rain soaked and messy. It's going to be warm as unseasonably warm for this time of year in the mid to upper 50s. The first forecast had the day being rainy, but of course, you know, wait around five minutes. If you don't like the weather in New England, it'll change in a beat, kid. Uh, now it has a sprinkle in the morning. It's actually going to be mild and partly cloudy during the day. So basically, it's not going to be a rainstorm. So whatever your passing offense is going to be, it's going to be on Sunday, which I think affects things further. And now, yesterday, the Patriots signed a former backup cornerback from Carolina to the roster. Like, are, are, is this basically letting us know Jalen Mills, probably not going to see him again? Is this is this letting us know Jack Jones more dinged up than the, it's just a bruised knee, I'll be fine? Because ever since he said that, he hasn't been out there for several weeks, and it's hurting them, and they yeah. need him Sunday. I
0: wouldn't read too much into, is it Tay Hayes, I think, is the guy's name? Trey Hayes? Trey Hayes. Willie uh, Mays Hayes? Uh, Tay Hayes. It might be Tay Hayes. I think I might have run like Hayes? Yeah, Tay Hayes to the practice squad to replace... Washington who went on practice squad IR which is a side concern there because of the tight oh, go- end situation Will there you- goes your little Jordan Humphrey depth do we bring him back this week uh they haven't so far and I think they would have they had the roster spot on the practice squad so yeah you're banged up at tight end you're banged up at cornerback yep. but I don't assume we're going to see Tay Hayes necessarily I think you're still going to see the mix of Jones and Jones and Bryant and those guys that do you, you see him before seen. Sean Wade no, because we've seen Sean Wade, and we didn't need to see him because he immediately gave up a touchdown. But uh, Sean Wade, who had been a healthy scratch, I believe, a week earlier against Vegas, not a healthy scratch, excuse me, a a dressed but did not play DNPCD, which you rarely see in the NFL. That was a lot of letters DNPCD NFL. But um, yeah, Sean Wade is still in the mix. Oh, so. did not play, coach's decision. I was just trying to do. That's an one. NBA term. Yes, you, you never look at the NBA box tour and it's got like four guys oh, no, on the no, end no. of the bench and. Oh. A hundred percent. I was just,
2: uh, since I'm only stuck in third gear today, I was like trying to do like the acronym, like didn't, Oh, right. Did not play coach's decision. Right.
0: Guess I shouldn't assume that the sports talk radio listener and co-host knows what uh, DNPCD means. All right. Why did that have to become personal?
2: <laughs> Everything with you always becomes personal. Never passing up a chance to take a shot at your old pal Fitzy. Okay, fine. I'm here for your slings, arrows, barbs, critiques, commentary, and so much more. Um, it is interesting, though. Do you think, like, okay, let's just play sports radio. It's the perfect day to kind of do this. That's our job. Do you think this now gives consideration, not for the Sean Payton factor, because I don't think they're unhappy with what Mike McDaniels brought to uh, the Dolphins franchise, but do you think this now gives them pause on committing to Tua as a long-term option at quarterback and makes them think, hmm, well, Stephen Ross... He did want to bring Brady in. It did cost us a lot of money and draft picks for him having a conversation with him on the phone, at on the, on the yacht, wherever they had him. Do they maybe now consider the owner quarterback option Stephen Ross was willing to go to for Tom Brady, who obviously is just like dunzo? And if so, oh, my God, that means Gronk's going to wear a Dolphins uniform. I'm going to throw up.
0: Well, he doesn't have the itch right now. Maybe next year he'll have oh, the itch. Bull. You and I both know. All right, we'll, uh, we'll examine this on the other
2: side, too, because there was some audio and some tweets from Gronk about this as well. doesn't have the itch now. Yeah. Why is he tweeting out that he's
0: bored? Well, maybe he was actually bored, <laughs> like literally not like career bored. Maybe he was just sitting on the couch and maybe direct TV was down. So he had no TV to watch. Wi-Fi was down. And he's like, I'm bored. Were there some googly eyes that followed it just so we can all get the eye emoji every trade deadline season? Yeah, like, why do we have to read Uh, into everything? Eye emoji.
3: Because that's what everyone does now.
0: Yeah, I hate it.
3: Hate it. Hated Hated it. it.
2: Uh, Brady and Gronk in Dolphins uniforms next year. Twice a year.
0: Uh, You can't beat Tua. Imagine if you have to play Brady twice a year. uh,
2: (laughs) This is ruining my Christmas.
0: Christmas is over. It's the week of New Year
2: now. All right. And it's not even Christmas observed anymore. Okay, fine. Fair enough. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected
1: on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Hey, Bill, you've always said
2: that you prepare for everybody that's on the roster. And you've got Tua and you've got Teddy Bridgewater with situation this week. Is this a case where you have to prepare actually two different things? Because Tua and Teddy Bridgewater, they're definitely different quarterbacks, so they do different things.
3: Yeah, but, I, you know, we've been in that situation before. You, you can't go in a game
0: with two different offenses. It's impossible. So... One's right-handed, one's left-handed. I mean, that definitely affects some things right there. But that's we could be looking at a different quarterback, just like we're in Arizona, you know, in the first series of the game. And so you have to be ready for, you know, who you expect to play, but that could change. And certainly it's changed for us. We had players that have gone out in the first series and had to, you know, play with different players. And they've had to defend different players and they were expecting to defend on the other side of the ball. So, I mean, that's football.
2: Patriots coach Bill Belichick, Patriots everything. Bill Belichick speaking just moments ago from Gillette Stadium, his usual Sunday game Wednesday media availability at high noon. A lot of the beat reporters that we all love to follow leading off with his first quote, "Quote, exciting week here. It sure has been an exciting week at the stadium." I feel <laughs> it. Excite- Can
0: you feel Are you plugged in, Andy? Did he just pose the possibility of a team having two offenses? I oh, would take been, one. We've been over this before. I, you can't have I would take one, Bill. I'm not sure your team has one. Forget about oh, two. Oh, cheap. You know what? I, I took the first lap. You're on the second one. Okay. I cheap shot. I could use it. I'm cheap a shot. Oh, use. by
2: the way, shout out to uh, our friend, one of the members of the Six Rings podcast community, as well as morning show producer extraordinaire Chris Scheim, who was nice enough to send a text to me uh, during the break as you and I were going over the Belichickian things, Red Sox news we need to share, and so much more. He sends a text to me. Have fun with Andy for the next couple hours. I'm on my way to Witter
0: Brewing in Braintree. I'll make sure to have one for you. F you, Shime. Must be nice to have days off. Must be nice. I thought around here it was no days off. I thought that was the slogan. Nope. 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 Just out here a couple of podcasters,
2: Pats, Hardos, sports radio hosts, local personalities, knuckleheads, grinding for you on the middays, on the hump day here during the holiday week. Uh, I want to go back into what Coach Belichick said in just a moment and continue to start the turning of the page. Wednesday is the, well, they turn the page immediately or so they say, like on a Monday. But is a Tuesday still parsing over whatever happened on Sunday, Andy, before the page is officially
0: turned on Wednesday? Well, I mean, players are generally off on Tuesdays. Usually Monday is the watch the film, fix, you know, make corrections from yep. Sunday. Tuesday, players' day off, and that's when the the coaches really bang out game plan and start to prepare for the next week. And then Wednesday, the players are back in and begin the process with the players.
2: Got it. Okay, so Wednesday is that's Wednesday. Oh is, yeah, we're on.
0: Let's is, go. We're on to blank day. We're, uh, yeah. You mean blank differently than I mean? <laughs> we're on to insert name of team here. Day same week, different blank. <laughs> that's how I took that.
2: Oh, I apologize for being the person who pulled the ripcord on the show way too early in his le-
0: too early. The first of the air. The first word. You, you, you were like off the rails from moment one. I don't even know how you got going. I can't even imagine what tomorrow either. and Friday are going to bring. Oh, wait reminds till you see me what of, I have planned for tomorrow. Reminds me of my old days working with Tangway. At least he would come in and be like, "Listen, I'm not going to make it through four hours. I'll <laughs> give you a good two, and then you're going to have to pick up the slack." You, minute one, it was obvious. Fitz and Harder right. back. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to work with this? I'm a professional, and I got to work with this amateur. I've been amateurs I'm left with this. Get oh, excited! Nick,
2: make sure, please, work that into the intro for the show. The remainder of the week. Sometimes you just have one of those days, guys. Go with my mottos. You can't. Steer into
0: it. You have to be ready at all times. you got to be good to go. we got to talk about Corey Kluber. The Red Sox are Ah, making moves, baby.
2: You spoiled the transition. Hey, for for those of you who are upset about the Red Sox letting Nathan Evaldi go, why would you want to stick with your own guy who you'd have to pay a couple extra dollars for, who you know can work? At Fenway and in the organization, why would you want to retain a guy like Michael Walker? Granted, he still hasn't signed anywhere else, but I don't think it's looking too good for him to come back after he has a career renaissance year with the Red Sox when you can go out and get 15 other teams' day-old donuts. Corey Kluber, according to reports like that of Jeff Passan, has agreed to a one-year deal. With the Red Sox, the terms of the deal are not yet known. Here's Passon's tweet from just a few minutes ago. Right-hander Corey Kluber. Kluber! And the Red Sox are in agreement on a one-year contract with a club option for 2024. Sources familiar with the agreement tell ESPN. What do you think about that, Andy?
0: So, looking it up, I mean, we all have this aged memory of Corey Kluber from the Cleveland days when he was an elite pitcher, and then 2016,
2: Corey Kluber's not walking through that door, brother. No,
0: but... Post-injury Corey Kluber started 31 games last year. Started 31 games last year. Gave you 100 and whatever it was. I looked it up. 60-plus innings and change. Could you be getting a guy that maybe has a little something left in the tank? Like last year was the get-back year. Maybe he now gets back to winning because he was 10-10 and 10 with a 4-3-4 ERA. Not great, but I will say, if you're adding depth to your rotation, 30 yep. starts is 30 starts. If you can give me 30 starts... Because Ivaldi didn't do that last year. I don't even know when the last time Ivaldi gave you 30 starts was. 2021, Andy. That would be one year earlier. 2021, he, he gave you 30 starts. talking to yourself on the radio. That's that would also be the only time since 2014 he gave you 30 starts. Mm-hmm. If you can get 30 starts out of him and get a, what would you say earlier? These are now like the 60% socks. Just give me 60% yeah. of really good. 60% Corey Kluber for 30 starts. I'll take it. You're filling out a rotation. You That's asked ex- earlier. You yeah. asked, the they just answered your question. Who's going to start games for them? Well, okay. Corey Kluber. We hope uh, Corey Kluber. It's only thirty-seven. See. He'll be fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what?
0: Why not trot out? Hey, have
2: your number two be a
0: thirty. Hey, our DH is thirty-seven too. Like we're just going to be an old baseball team. Guess what? If you want to be cheap, sometimes team. you have to be old. What a
2: strange baseball team these Red Sox in 2020. They're going to be a. Hodgepodge of middling veterans, uh, up and coming, you know, up and coming baseball cards to collect in hopes that they turn into something and age veterans like Justin Turner, older than J.D. Martinez. He JD used Martinez to be good. Worked here. <laughs> hey, he was fun when we played him in the World Series four and a half years ago. Let's sign this guy. Awesome. Uh, Corey Kluber. Hey, he was great against us in the playoffs in 2016. Let's sign this guy. Yeah. What a weird freaking team
0: Well this is what happens when you piece together a roster looking for bargains and short-term deals and and diamonds in the rough and all these various ways that Heim Bloom clearly wants to put together a roster
2: you're gonna have an outfield with a new uh, probably left fielder I believe who you just signed from Japan lead off hitter left fielder yeah. lead off fielder lead off excuse me lead off oh hitter oh boy left fielder. Uh hasn't played a game in MLB, so now you trust him to be your leadoff hitter. Play left field uh, against the monster, which can be difficult and eat better players alive, as we've seen. Okay. A converted second baseman to center fielder. I still wish he was playing second base, but now you're going to keep him in center field because you don't have an elite defender out there. And you've got two and a half baseball fields worth of real estate for Kike Hernandez to have to patrol, survey, and maintain. Doogie and right, which means no one will probably hit more than 18 home runs tops in your outfield. That's not optimal. And now you've got a frustrated generational talent at third, a possibly broken down shortstop who played second base last year for you, who was recruited by the team from your shortstop, who was supposed to be your team leader, who you underbid on. Second base is a guy that's played every position on the team and tore his groin at first base. First base is a guy that can hit the ball a mile. I'm not sure if he can actually field. And there's some guy named Jerry Maguire behind the plate, or Reese Maguire, or Colton Wong, or somebody. Yeah, I don't you got a know. you got a closer, yeah, a closer who's going to give you the, he's going to give you the ninth inning sweats that'll remind you of Craig Kimball okay, and Kenley Jansen.
0: What did he have? Forty one saves last year, led Major uh, League yeah. Baseball.
2: Ask a Braves fan. Go ahead and send out a, just just tweet out. Hey Braves fans. Hey Dodgers
0: fans. Should I be? Should I, how how are these Kenley Jansen saves going to go this year? That's entertainment. Haven't you watched the Patriots recently? Win or lose, they give you entertainment right down to the wire. Maybe that's <laughs> well, how the certainly... Sox will be. <laughs> they give us something to talk about. No, but it's I... interesting as you talk about like some of these moves. It's like mm-hmm. you got guys that you're not sure if they can play in Major League Baseball because they're from Japan. And then you got other guys that are aging and you're like, not sure they can still play in Major League Baseball. They used mm-hmm. to be good. And then even some of your young players, like Casas, who I'm excited about. Like, I watched him, you know, went to a I game wanna last get year, about hit a it. bomb yes. the other way, and it's like, okay, I, I'm in. I'm in. I want to be all in, but I wanted to be all in on Bobby Dahlbeck, too. And I was all in disappointment with Bobby Dahlbeck last year. Yay, um, baseball. Yay, what baseball. What a hole in his swing.
2: What a hole in his... Well, but... Um, the pitch doesn't go anywhere but, like, straight down uh, uh, the pipe, like, an air, like a, a plane that an algorithm has designed or, like, a protractor, then... Dahlbeck has no chance at it.
0: You know what this feels like? This feels like an old-school Patriots edition Mm -hmm. without the Gronk, Brady, like, elite talent. You know what I mean? Like, the old days, complimentary signings, you're like, okay, I could see that aging veteran having this role for this team and really fitting in nicely. Now this is an aging veteran. Is like, are you you guys counting on this guy? Like, how much are you expecting this guy to carry his? Are you are you are you penciling in right now thirty plus starts and hundred and seventy innings for this guy? Because that seems seems overly optimistic.
2: Is Corey Kluber the Keith Byers or the Joey Galloway signing on the Red Sox?
0: Uh, let's let's hope Keith Byers, he at least yeah. contributed to this team. Yeah, Little Feet did contribute a little bit. Funny run? Hammies. You know, hammies yep. that didn't work right or something. Is that way what you called ran? him, Funny Run? Uh, in my head. I don't know if they've ever voiced it on the radio, but yes, because he. I used to always call him Little Feet because he took the tiniest steps in the
2: world. Somehow, still got a first down every time you dumped I it off to his, him in
0: space. I think his hamstrings were too tight. I've always theorized his hamstrings were too straight and he, he couldn't, like, stride out, so he had to, like, <laughs> take those. He needs to do more of the, the Brennan Staley cow dog or whatever yoga stretches to get a little looser so he could stride out on his uh, his runs. But So am I to assume no one's excited by Corey Kluber? Uh, well, I mean, if somebody wanted to get in on the lines,
2: they're jammed right now at 617-779-7937. I'm not sure if people are afraid to talk to us because it's such a wacky Wednesday, a whatever Wednesday here on the Midday Show with Fitzy and Hart, or if it's just... I think it's it's not apathy. It's like, oh wow, so you let my favorite player go. My kids cried themselves to sleep on Christmas Eve because they wanted Bogart's jerseys, and now Santa Claus had to return them because he plays in San Diego. But cool, you got me a Corey Kluber instead.
1: Every talk year, about he sucks. like,
2: yeah. T- talk about just like, here you go, kids. Here's an old Toyota Corolla. It'll get you to work. It'll still get you to and fro. Yeah, that's all you need. It's a Camry yeah take it man we got a we got a night we got a 2003 toyota camry for a number two or number three starter now where does kluber fit in this rotation Uh. i got your possible starting rotation Uh, Chris Chris. Sale
0: is your ace, obviously He gives you 200 innings and 26 (laughs) wins
2: Just open the
0: package up You don't even need to put in the batteries or read the instructions 210 innings, 18 wins Perfect, Cy Young votes Everything, top five Okay, I'm ready, now fall in line behind that Who else you got? Uh, Nick Pavetta, six innings, nine strikeouts, three ERA every night I'll take it He's
2: never prone to swoons in the season I'll take it, what else you got? Uh, Garrett Whitlock, he doesn't pitch everywhere
0: yeah, he is like the Marcus Jones of the Red Sox. <laughs> I like Great him, comp. but your comp—I gotta say, like the Thanks. comp game today has been excellent. Eh, you're welcome. Somebody's gonna carry your ass for a minute. One of this show, go ahead. Oh, who else right. you got?
2: You know what? I, I I carried the show the first couple days. It's your Did time you? Time. Well, that's I mean, what you good. call
0: carrying the show. Oh, would you please come on? All the work I have to put. The in callers the carried the show. Actually, the first couple days. <laughs> but who was <laughs> able being to jump the
2: waters and bait the callers? I did my job. We turned the light
0: switch on, and they called. <laughs>
2: Oh, obviously, they were still very... <laughs> the anger has dissipated. We'll find new reasons. Don't you worry, callers. Don't you worry, WEI listeners. We will give you one and many a reasons, or rather, the New England Patriots, I'm sure, will give you one and many a reasons. I think there's I think there's socks apathy at this point. I, I think really? we have five number ones. Five number ones. Uh, Whitlock, do you, now, does signing Kluber give you the flexibility you may need for your veritable right-handed, young Andrew Miller type in Garrett Whitlock because behind him, you have... Tanner Houck. How could you not like that guy? Ugh. Okay. We're going to go to music until 2 o'clock, and then it's Arcan <laughs> Pump in Magic 106.7. Um, no, you know what this Tanner is? How, Tanner Houck, like, I, he hasn't, like, two years ago, I thought he was actually going to be a stud, Andy. I really yeah. did. Like, I so you've he given would... up. I'm not, I haven't given up on him okay. yet. I just want to see a full season of
0: him delivering on the promise and potential he's flashed. So let's just say all of these guys have potential. Right, all of the like we joke about sale, but in a miraculous world, if he can get stay healthy and get back to even a semblance of himself, mm-hmm. that's an ace. That's a major upside. Whitlock, major upside. Pavetta, major upside. The question is, can you flip tails? Let's say tails never fails, baby. Can you flip tails on four of these guys? Whose tails? Does he pitch in Pawtucket or Worcester? no? Tails is the positive outcome. Because tails never fails. And I'm a big believer, no. Best case scenario is you get 50-50. And oftentimes when you're dealing with injuries and age, you don't even get 50-50. Like sometimes if a guy's always hurt, he's always hurt. Sometimes if a guy is old, he's old and doesn't get younger. So that would be my concern here is you're banking on some age and some injury prevention that I don't think is a overly safe bet
2: you also have as potential rotation candidates uh Brian Bayo who see young, there's a good one now you want now you're talking about potential yeah you're talking about somebody who if they can you know ascend to pro count cal- learn from his mistakes maybe that can be andy since we are all about making lemonade when given lemons if not maybe even shandies or a fancy cocktail here on the Fitzy and Heart program and six rings if you can possibly divine a positive from the negative of the 2022 Red Sox season, it can be Brian Bayo got valuable, valuable major league experience, and he'll be a much better pitcher because he found out what it's like to deal with major league hitting by getting put out there time and again, especially when he was a little disappointing at, at first, but now he might be able to translate that into major league ready come 2023.
0: Yes. If you're going to ask me which guys have the most reason to have optimism Hey Andy, which guys have the most reason to have optimism? Bayo <laughs> would be one of them, right? Like youthful optimism is the way this works. Like if you hit right on the guy, the young guy should progress, right? Yeah. It didn't work with Mac. It doesn't always work, but if you if you sort of put it in the right position to succeed, water it, fertilize it, yeah, it might grow. Mm-hmm. So Bayo would be it. one of those. I think that's a safer bet. What do you think is a safer bet to have a good season? Bayo or Sale? They almost rhymed. We I mean, uh, need you to talk.
2: Beo. I was thinking about it for a second. It's okay. No, I don't it's talk to radio. We don't
0: think. We I'm react.
2: Not, I'm not doing Jim Rome 20-second pauses here on the radio. I'm not giving you a Bill Belichick interview when Courtney asks him a question or Curtis does yeah. and he goes dead for 15 seconds. And you seconds. wonder, is,
0: is he still there? Oh, no, he's just in his office doing something else. He'll get back <laughs> to the answer when he finishes <laughs> sending that email. Um, uh, I would say, uh, Bayo, okay, if, if you too. ask me right now. Hey, uh,
2: hey, Fitzy, yeah, Uh, which of these two pitchers do you think will give you the better season, more innings, better ERA, Bayo or Sale? It's Bayo. Exactly. Okay, so that's good. So you have that hope. And Whitlock. what about, okay, now you want to talk about, like, buying a penny stock or at least, excuse me, buying a stock uh, at borderline premium market price, watching it turn into a penny stock, <clears throat> and then, you know, like just abandoning it and figuring like it'll just sit at the bottom of my portfolio, coming back to it in six months and seeing like, hey, did that rebound by any chance? That's James Paxton. Do I get anything out of Paxton this year?
0: I have no idea. Like that's Penny another stock? flip of the coin. Like, Nothing. That's... Wasted $10 million last year. OK, so you took a shot. You took a shot. Uh, I mean, I, I just wish you took a the shot. The Megyn Kelly contract of NBC. An absolute waste of money. Who? Well, they swung for the fences there like this is a little different comparison you you wasted a little bit of money you were kind of cheap but still wasted money and that that's what bothers me is the this is this is clearly a style of roster building right like he believes in quantity over quality is that safe to say at this point quantity I think he's a I think it's a
2: s- sort of like sifting in the river for gold like I'm just going to take as many I'm going to take as many balefuls as I can sift around until I get it. Yes, it's a quantity to divi- to value qu- quality. Right. Yes. I'm so not gonna... saying
0: old guys. You need more quantity. Right. To make sure
2: that you can get so, through the season. So
0: his theory clearly is as you look at forget Heim Bloom. I said it earlier. I think you can kind of be lulled into listening to him speak and like uh, just look at his actions. They're lower priced, and automatically when you go lower priced, there's there's a reason it's lower priced. You're not shopping top shelf, right? There's a, When you get further down the shelf, there's a reason that product is further down the shelf. Talent, age, injury, and his belief seems to be put enough of those together, some of them will be good. Some will have career years. Some of them will lift us above because he's still going with it. I don't know if you've heard Bloom. They still think they were really talented last year. They, he actually thought they had a better baseball team last year than the year before, the one that went to the ALDS.
2: Uh, yeah. ALCS. I mean,
0: ALCS. And was that kind of maybe one
2: blown call away from being able to go at least
0: seven right. with the Astros? He, yeah He has voiced the idea that they were a better baseball team. They believed they were a better baseball team last year. The problem is the scoreboard and the standings did not agree with him, did not even come close to him. now The he, ALCS. And he thinks that they <laughs> could be a better baseball team this year, a more talented baseball team. And I believe that is a... He doesn't seem to think you need a. I question whether he cares about power. That's a side topic. I'm not sure he believes in power and home runs. And also whether you need Dicks star dig the long players. ball though. Chicks do to the. I I also dig the long ball, and I think sometimes the long ball even helps you win baseball games. But the the other issue, it, like I just think he doesn't believe in star contracts, star players, star value. He believes in a lot of really good complementary players. And if enough of them have their upside value, you'll be a good baseball team. Well, guess what? I'm
2: so glad that Heim Bloom <clears throat> paid for that master class that Bill Belichick taught online on roster management years ago. Because boy, isn't it just paying dividends? Except the phones, we will he didn't go listen when we to
0: com- the class because he didn't have he doesn't have the stars <laughs> that Bill had named Gronk and Edelman and Brady and those guys over the years. It's We're the new. We're all Bill. gonna
2: be playing in Miami next year. Please, please, dear Lord, take me now. is the number. The phones are loading up. The Fenway frustration continues to sink in. Aren't you guys happy with the present you just discovered under the tree a couple days late? Corey Kluber. Kluber has signed with the Red Sox. Where is he going to pitch and what is that going to mean for the Sox? We'll get to your calls when we come back in just a few minutes. It's Fitzy and Hart, middays here on EEI. Load them up. Time favorite, it's an absolute banger. Reptilia from the Strokes, two thousand three, killer track.
0: You like it, Andy? No, of course you don't. Never heard of it. Don't care for it. Didn't make me feel good.
2: All right, sports. over there media. fist
0: pumping? No, it's just because we're back for another segment. It's like we're starting the process. I'm like <laughs> the Patriots. We're closer to the season being over. Oh Lord have hello, oh, oh, yeah, okay, great.
2: Back to the phones we go. Rich is out in Amherst wants to talk Red Sox.
3: Hi, rich. welcome to the show. yeah, I really uh couldn't agree with you guys more about the whole aspect of you know bargain shopping, but there's a couple other aspects to the, the g m that worried me is when he did spend some money on Trevor's story, I thought from the beginning it was a bad signing because. Trevor Story had, you know, a record of being injury prone and his average was dropping in Colorado, even in that park. And he comes here and he plays what 90 something games his first year and uh hits below 230. And he spent the, that was the only time he spent a lot of money. He also, do you know that they're paying Jackie Bradley this year that that he's getting money this year, I think some some like 8 million or something and they signed him off a of one hundred and something average year which with Chicago. And then another thing he does is he he won't part with prospects because that's part of the business plan. And he could have made some trades, I believe, in this off season that would have strengthened the club if he was willing to part with some prospects. But he hasn't parted with a prospect you know, at all. So it, it, it's, it's right what you guys say. It's a whole business plan of how can I uh, put a team on the field uh, on the cheap. And that's, that's hard for a Red Sox fan. And I think what happened, a uh, final thing I'll say is that Red Sox fans are known throughout baseball for being astute about what's going on. And when it's a player, they boo. And when it's a manager, they boo. And I think Aldership is going to hear some boos this year. That's what. That's all I got. That's my take. Uh, Thanks,
2: Rich. It's a quality. It's a quality take, Rich. Um, uh, Andy, I think both of us uh, may have just seen this tweet a few minutes ago um, from Chris Cotillo, uh, as was highlighted by a few fans who wanted us, I think, who really wanted us to see it. This is just. This is unbelievable. So it's all about like the youth movement. Haim is restocking the pantry. The cabinet is full of young studs and talent. Okay. Your your team this year. This is Chris Cotillo's tweet a few minutes ago. Corey Kluber is 37 in April. Chris Martin is 37 in June. Justin Turner is 38. Yeah. Kenley Jansen is 35. Red Sox going the short term bridge route to fill many gaps. I mean, this team and and then it was and then uh, who was it who highlighted the tweet for us? A regular listener and fan. Uh, oh, Arrow Dude 73. The following is brought to you by Depends, Undergarments, and Metamucil, the official sponsors of your 2023 Boston Red Sox.
0: Hey, I take Metamucil. Uh, okay. All right. Nobody needed to know that. Plus, I'm older than these guys. Uh, <laughs> no, it, and the one thing I will um, credit High and Bloom for, and we talked about it earlier, the fact that it that it's they're not doing anything that feels reactionary. Oh, my God. We were in last place, and no one cared about us. We need to do it's something. It's
2: 20 years. Right.
0: Or or Hein Bloom like yeah geez how many years do you think they're gonna give me to have my plan my long term plan it, it he's not doing anything crazy he's seemingly sticking to whatever this terrible plan is that he has and and not like oh gotta save my job so I gotta splash and go sign somebody spend three hundred million dollars so. In a sense, I give him credit for that. Now I, I think. Do really I look like a guy with a plan? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> that looked like more Wait like a, a guy with was a plan. Was that the Joker? Yeah, that was <laughs> the sounds Joker. an awful lot like. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the Joker. Uh, so I you
2: yeah. tell you where I got these scars, Andy.
0: So their projected payroll is one hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Wait, is that true? Hmm. Interesting. That's what the Sox payroll. I don't know. I'm be on a spot, fo- sp- spot track, so I don't know if uh, two
2: hundred thirty million behind the Mets. Well, uh, maybe Matt uh, Mets have hundred contracts up in Yanks. the air right now. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh.
2: A hundred and fifty. I mean, like, still that's a lot of money.
0: Don't get me wrong. I also, um, just to clarify, now this is uh is it Spotrack? Track? Spot track, how do you say it? Spot track? Uh Spatrak. Spatrak.
2: Mike <laughs> Spatrak. Let's, <laughs> let's get I mean, we 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 feel the need to be obtusely unique about everything. So, so let's just g- give it a new pronunciation. I
0: do not see uh, Jackie Bradley on the books. I do see Eric Hosmer. They have to, they owe oh, him. Oh, who they released. It's called retained salaries for 2023 and deferred salaries. Manny Ramirez, $2.02 02 million, and Dustin Pedroia, $2 million. So they're We're still, still the
2: paying books. that hump Pedroya,
0: $2 million? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hump? What does that even mean? What am I supposed to say? That legend? Red Sox legend, laser show, Dustin Pedroya. Sure. Jeez, him would suffice too. They're still paying him. <laughs> that okay. would great point, Nick. He could just say, "We're still paying him." That old second nah, base. I felt like saying that hump, hump. Jeez, what would you rather I have said? I thought you were Mister Positivity. One I guy know. is always that positive. Red Sox
2: legend, an unbelievable contributor to the Red Sox dynasty and so many World Championships. Dustin Pedroia. Sorry, so i will I'll, I'll make sure to speak with more reverence. On a regular basis, about your Red Sox
0: heroes. Well, he's making two million dollars, so he's valuable. <laughs> he's actually pretty smart. He's the third the highest more player on the, team. At the
2: radio station combined. This and the year. other
0: thing that's funny is on do their nothing. Their books right now, their adjusted salaries for like payroll purposes, tax purposes. So Trevor Story, Chris mm-hmm. Sale, Kenley Jansen, Jens, and uh, Yoshida. Are their four highest paid players. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you be excited? They're all like other than Sale, who's a holdover mainstay injured, but Story was their big signing of last year. Nope. And Jansen and Yoshida are their big signings of this year, so you should feel good. And I like, I'm excited to see Yoshida. I don't think Jansen's gonna be I don't I didn't
2: love that. I mean, I'm glad they I'm glad they at least addressed the bullpen. I'm glad they at least thought, hey, maybe we should get a closer. That's not the one I would have most wanted. He's thirty five. His, I mean, he, every, every save is an absolute life-and-death struggle, Andy. It's like walking across a rope bridge that is slowly fraying every
0: time. But he gets them. Woo! I also think it's a bit presumptuous to think you're going to need a closer, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well done. One quick call before we flip the script to the final hour. Ooh, One Allison. of my absolute favorites. Allison is on the line from
1: Cambridge. Hello,
2: Allison. Hey, Good day. Hey, How you? are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? And happy new year to you guys. Almost happy new year. And uh, two two quick quick points. I think that Haim was, he was reactionary, Andy. He was reactionary because people were complaining before the season started that they didn't spend any money. And then he got the Trevor Story deal. And, and that people were complaining that they didn't make any offer to Xander and to Rafi before the season started. And then he lowballed both of them. So I actually do think, I think all three of those were, were reactionary to what people were saying.
0: But that was last and, year. I'm talking about this offseason.
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, but last year. And and, and your point, and then the, my other point is really what Rob Bradford has been drumming in, that kind of getting the complementary players, you've been comparing it to Patriots teams in the past, but you had the core. Rob Bradford's whole point is that in 2013, Ben Cheren, Put a team together much like this, with like Shane Victorino, that he brought in older people and he paid them more money to be here on short-term contracts. But we had the basic core. We had David Ortiz. Right. I mean, we had a core, and now he's trying to do it with that the Red Sox story. I think it's going to be at least 86, because the original team won won the four or five championships. That's what we've done at the beginning of that last century, and and, and that we are just um and, and that um and and, and that he, reminds me of going back to Dan Duquette. This was the end of Dan Duquette and the Harrington Trust. I mean, someone brought up the other day that Harry, they used to always say, we were a small market team, we couldn't afford to pay. And that remember Dan Duquette, when he got Manny, that was like something he'd never done before, and it was really because he wanted Mike Messina. That reminds me of Dan Duquette, bringing in quantity, good deal quantity, and like for pitching, for players, and it just totally sucked. I mean, yes, and then, of course, we had Pedro and other good deals that he made, which were part of winning that team. But I think it's a going back that I, I think that um, – that you, but anyhow, but the main point is, is that what worked in 2013, which was such a magical, a necessary and magical season with the Boston Marathon bombing, you can't just bring in people now without there being a core. There's only Rafi, and he's very unhappy, and he's also not like a leader type. I mean, if you're going to do it this way, what would have made it more sense is just bring back Xander, then this would have worked much more. I mean, and also, mm-hmm. one more point. Last year, <laughs> if he had just. if Here he for all
2: of them, Allison. Go on. You, rant on. You,
1: if he had just brought back, if he had just given a, deal, a nice deal to Xander to extend him, and if he had just brought in Kyle, Kyle from Waltham, I think that we would have made the playoffs and been a much more exciting team. We would have had a lot more home runs and pop. And then he going to continue to do this. I mean, so it, it is Penny Wise pound foolish too, right? Because just to deal to Xander and to Kyle, and yes, I know we didn't have a place for composition-wise, but it worked out during that year before. But also you, they knew they weren't going to sign J.D. Martinez, and so then he instantly becomes our D.H. I mean, to me, I, personally, I think that Heimbloom is an idiot. And I don't understand why they let him, he, he, he had no track record to begin with, he was an underling on another team, and I, I don't understand it, I mean, I think that the ownership is just asleep or something, I don't know what's going on, I mean, I think it's just bizarre. Anyhow, just, just um, I almost said the word love, but okay, I'll, I'll go with love, let's, let's put out love and peace into the world, no nice. serious, let's just try to, Hanukkah just ended, and the Hanukkah lights hopefully have given some more common sense and love and goodness to the world, and... I am Jewish, so (laughs) I believe in the miracle of Hanukkah and the possibility of it. And just, I I just hope everyone has a much better New Year. I hope that the good people on this planet. I hope that there's goodness to come.
0: Well, at least we know that.
2: Note, Allison. We say thank you very much. Another excellent call. Uh, That's a nice note to end the third hour on. Andy, more peace and love. Let's hope the goodness of mankind prevails or at least that we're able to get through the next hour in a civilized capacity Meh. discussing sports until we pass the baton to Don Dero and Kyrie. Excuse me. I got that wrong again yesterday. Nice job. Arcand and Kyrie. so to host. Jackass. It's Fitzy and Hart, the fourth and final hour, coming up here on Weei.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile.
1: You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.